I met you, you said, oh, what I'm looking for ideally is a pug with, I think it was a blind pug. Yeah, a one-eyed pug. Well, these ones have got quite roomy eyes, I think it's Roomy, to say. yeah. <laughs> I've got quite roomy eyes. I think maybe that's why I like them. This week on Walking the Dog, I went for a stroll with the ridiculously talented actor, comedian and writer Diane Morgan. Diane is longing to get a dog. Specifically, she said, a one-eyed pug. I know. It was quite a challenge to rustle that up at the last minute, but I found her the next best thing. Two pugs with two pairs of fully working eyes, belonging to my best friends Jane and Jonathan. We took the pugs, Piglet and Impy, up to Highgate's Waterloo Park. It was actually pelting down with rain. But Diane not only rocks an anorak beautifully, she's also one of those people who just manages to bathe you in sunshine. So was it raining? I hadn't noticed. We chatted about her dogs growing up in Bolton, her job in a chip shop and a worming factory, the acting break that she got given by Peter Kay before her career really took off via her comic creation Philomena Kunk in Charlie Brooker's Weekly Wipe, as well as Ricky Gervais's Afterlife and Motherland. Diane is basically a total joy. She turned up with treats for the dogs as well as poo bags and the pugs really left their mark on her, mainly in the form of slobber and eye gunk on her clothes. But hey, that's all part of their charm. I really hope you enjoy our chat. Here's Diane. Piglet, Piglet, Impy. <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing. Piglet, which one of you is Piglet? Look at me, Piglet, 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 Impy. Impy. Diane's not no. talking to me, by the way, <laughs> just in case anyone thinks she's the rudest woman alive. Oh. Come on, Diane, should oh, we go this way? Oh, they're lovely. Do you like them? Yes, I really love them. I'm worried about the breathing, obviously. Yeah. But I think it's just because they're excited. I think when they're, they're not excited, they're, they're very calm, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say very calm, but... Although I think this breathing, I think this is good because it's preparing me for dating quite a thick-set middle-aged man. <laughs> this is what you'd hear in bed, presumably, every night. Come on, boys. So, have we started? Is this it? Well, I do an intro. What happens is I start walking and then yeah. I forget that I haven't done an intro. Oh, right. So I think I should probably do it now. It's a bit awkward doing the intro in front of me, isn't it? Don't you feel a bit weird? No, I'm okay with it. Oh, are you? Shall okay. I do it? Yeah, do it then. But then the good thing is if you didn't like it, you could, you could maybe you suggest could say alter. anything you like, you know. I'll okay. be fine with it. Well, this is Walking the Dog. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I'm with someone who... I've been a fan of hers actually for a long time and so I kind of was a bit manipulative and sneaky <laughs> in forcing her to do this podcast because she's friends with a mutual friend of mine, Connie Hart, so I'm friend stealing her. I'm with the very fabulous Diane Morgan and Diane doesn't have a dog so we borrowed two dogs for the day. Do you want to explain who we've got, Diane? We've got um, MP and Piglet. Yep. Jonathan Ross's dogs. It's, it's always been a dream to take Jonathan Ross's dogs out for a walk. And they're two black pugs. Can, you, can they hear that breathing? They must be able to hear the breathing. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. I'm going to check how old they are. I, they're at least 10, I reckon. But I, I wasn't sure of their names. I think it's Piglet and Impy because for so long... But then they, you shout that and they don't look. No. Well, we... Jane... And Jonathan, whose dogs they are, they tend to just refer to them as the pugs. The family call them the pugs, which is rather sweet because they're brothers and they're 
They're really close. I mean, sometimes inappropriately yeah. so, which you might get to see on the wall. But I feel like I've, I've drawn you in with the power of my mind. Why? Well, because um, I've been reading your book and, uh, and then all of a sudden one evening you were there in front of me at um, Connie's book launch. Oh, yeah. And you said you wanted a... And I said, I said, oh, my God, you, did, am I reading your book? Yeah. That's, that was my question to you. Yeah. And you said to me, you wanted a part... I showed you my dog and you liked the look of him, Raymond. Oh, yeah. But um, you said that you really had always wanted a dog. Well, I grew up... We were a dog family. <gasps> were you we're a dog family? One of your family. Favorite, famous dog families. So, Diane, yeah, take me back to... It's Bolton, isn't it? Bolton. That you grew up in. Yeah. Did you have animals? Yeah, well, we had dogs mm. and a cat. Which dogs did you have? We had a budgerigar for a while and a tortoise called pork pie. Um, but I can kind of like remember periods of my growing up just purely by which dog we had at the time. Really? Yeah. Um, so we started off with a sort of, uh, what do you call a lassie collie dog? Oh, yes. That was so lovely. It used to be like a nanny to me. It'd follow me around and take care of me. Well, they, they were quite... I always think of those as... You know when you think of a dog and you associate it with a decade? I always think of those as very 70s dogs. Yeah, they are very 70s dogs. You don't dogs. see those anymore. Why is that? They've just gone out of fashion. Yeah, people prefer these, you isn't know, Isn't that like... awful? The co- it's the year of the cockapoo, <laughs> isn't it? wonder what it'll be next. I know, I feel sorry for the collies. They're like the sort of Christina Aguilera. They had their moment. <laughs> and now they've got to give way to the others. Yeah, yeah. So but go I had, on. I so had you a cat had... as well that I was obsessed with. Did you? What was the cat called? Merlin. And, um, oh my God, this cat was so funny. Really? It had funny bones. <laughs> it was really what? hilarious. And, uh, and then when it died, what? I was absolutely devastated. Oh no, it's and really upsetting, isn't it, oh when that happened? When you're... It really it is. It shocks you, doesn't it, the first? I always thought, the animal death. Yeah, well, I was at drama school at the time and my parents rang me up. I went to the, uh, the phone box, because oh, this was before my mobile phones. <laughs> went to the phone box to ring my parents and they told me, and I remember slumping in a heap at the bottom of the phone box, just sobbing. I was so devastated. Oh, Diane. I know. Dog, I've never you... quite got over it. Uh, yeah, no, I understand I've that. I've never but... got a replacement cat. Have you not? But now I'm more of a dog person, I think, because cats are just a bit too aloof, aren't they? Do you think so? Yeah. So after the collie, did you have a dog after that? Yeah, we had... Uh, then after the collie, it was a bearded collie. What does that mean, beard? Does it mean it it's like has a, an it's additional sort of beard? It's like a Dulux dog, but not as fluffy. Mm. OK. And that was a nutcase. And then after that, we had a, a Westie called oh, May, May Westie. Oh, May West is a good name. Yes. So that was that. You see, that makes me think your parents, that's a good name. So they must have had the, they must have had funny bones. Or yeah. did you name that dog? No, my mum named that dog. That was sort of my mum's dog, really. But uh, yeah, I really want a dog now. Oh, they're so cute, aren't they? Do you love the pugs? Yes. Oh, well, Jonathan, my friend, said, when I asked if we could borrow them, he said, yes, on one condition, they're, they're non-returnable. <laughs> I'd have them in a, in a heartbeat. When I met you, you said, oh, what I'm looking for, ideally, is a pug with, I think it was a blind pug. Yeah, a one-eyed after. pug. 
Why is that, that your dream, dream dog? dog? Because I heard that the, the one-eyed ones are difficult to find homes for. And then I saw a picture of one and it looked like the cutest thing I'd ever seen. They're and not, not and you know, I wouldn't like take yeah. a pug's eye out just to make it look cuter. I'm not saying that, but I just think <laughs> they they just look they look a little bit more vulnerable, don't they, when they've got Yeah, one they eye. do. Well these ones have got quite roomy eyes, I think it's roomy, fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got quite roomy eyes. I think maybe that's why I like them. Because I can see a bit of myself in them. Well, I have to say, you know, people always have that look like your dog thing. And I used to laugh at it. And then... Do you look like your dog? Yes. Have you seen a picture? Well, yes, I have. Well, it's the hair, really. Because he's yes. got, like, balayage and highlights. <laughs> so, oh, look. Oh, look. Is, um, Are they doing their business? I think he's... Oh, oh look, look at his look little his face. face. Oh, look. Oh, Diane. I've melted. They're almost sort of little Harris tweed jackets they've got on, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're very smart. As you'd expect from Jonathan Ross's dogs. <laughs> you were a dog family then? Mm, very much so. But then, then you know how heartbreaking it is when they die. We mm. were just beaten down by grief, the whole family, after the last dog died. And we were like, that's it, no more, forget it. Yeah. Because you get attached to them and then they die. So, so yeah. we didn't have any more. And when I say dog family, because I always think about dog family... The reason I always wanted a dog was because it felt like a normal family to me that, you know, there was some sort of structure and yeah. you'd have breakfast and you did normal things, yeah. which we never did. Right. As I'm discovering in your book, I've only read about five chapters yet, so don't... I mean, I kind of get what's going to happen. You've given yeah, the title gives it the away. Title, but, Everybody dies. But, um, but yeah, we, because I grew up in a sort of artsy, weirdo, bohemian family where we had sort of Chilean concert pianists sleeping <laughs> on the sofa, I suppose I was just always jealous of those people that lived in normal houses and yeah. ate cereal for breakfast instead of canapés. Do you know what I mean? It was you had canapés for breakfast. Yeah, just because they didn't think my parents, oh, we better yeah. feed but the children. Great, but now you can appreciate it, can't yeah. you? Was that your background then? Was it organised? Your mum was a yeah, homemaker, very wasn't mom, she? Yeah, my mum, the housewife. Yeah, everything was always done. You know, the house was always clean. The, there was always, you know, meals were always made. And it, yeah, it was a normal life. And was what, was your da what did your dad do? My dad uh, was a physio. Oh, like a physiotherapist? physiotherapist? Really? Yeah. And he worked from home, so you could often hear people screaming in another <laughs> room. Are you sure he was a physio? Just <laughs> <laughs> a sadist. And you had a brother, or you have a brother? Yeah, yeah, Stephen, who's uh, six years older. So were you close to him? Yeah, I think um, I've got closer as we've got older, because when you're young, six years is like three decades, yeah. isn't it? Did you fancy his friends or anything, or was it that kind of thing? Oh, no, really? no, no, no. No, I was never interested. I was always obsessed with comedy, you know, I was always like... Really? Yeah. Were you one of those... Don't take this the wrong way, but I've got like old women children. Yes. You know, like... Yeah, a bit, yeah. I've always been a bit of an old person. Yeah, I was like that. Like I know I like that. boring way. sandwiches yeah. without mayonnaise in and things. And, yeah. And uh, I just want a quiet life. Yeah. I like a nice sit down, you know. I've always been a bit like that. Too scared to roller skate in case I fall over. And I've always hated that about myself. No one's ever offered me drugs. <laughs> You know, because I think they sense that I'm not going to want to take yeah. them. 
Yeah, but I like it's a sort of. But I know, I know, I'm old enough to know now. I know myself, and I'm happy. I'm comfy with who I am. Yeah. Whereas when you're younger, you kind of think that you try and pretend you're somebody else. You try and become yeah. the people around you, don't you? But um, no, I'm. Uh, well, you want person. to be with the cool. I I always felt I sort of knew innately I was never going to be cool. Because there was always something a little bit nana about me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't have said there was a, no. even a smidge of nana in you. Very nana. Really? Yeah. I was wearing fluffy slippers when I picked you up, Diane. That's I've true. changed out of them. Come on, pugs. Oh, so, I keep staring at them. What, the pugs? I'm going, oh. They're so sweet, aren't they? I just, Hello, I, I, I follow pugs around. I'll go to the park and just follow dogs around. Hello. I'm I so know desperate I do that. for one, yeah. I think that's a sign that you should get. We'll talk is, about that. When we were filming Motherland, we had to keep stopping filming because I'd spot a dog and go, "Ah, look!" And in the end, everyone would stop and go, "Ah!" You know, they'll have like when Marilyn Monroe used to keep everyone waiting, and they sometimes print the reasons. You can yeah. see them for the delays, and it was always Miss Monroe complained of having headaches but they're gonna have that of you <laughs> miss morgan <laughs> miss morgan had to pat a pug yeah so so do you, would you have described your background it's a weird thing this class isn't it but would you say it was working class yeah i suppose so would yeah, you working class but then at my school it was an ordinary comprehensive but i was always looked at as sort of like what are the posher kids <laughs> i know that's hard to believe but I think there was a lot of uh, very, quite quite poor kids there. Yeah. And uh, I think just because I brushed my hair, they thought I was middle class. <laughs> Were you sociable? Like, Were you popular? Were you one of those kids? No, I was very quiet. Very, very Let's head thin for the cafe, Diane, because it's getting rainy now. Oh, yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? Go on. Yeah, thin and quiet is how I'd describe myself. Come on. Those are, t those are two words I'd never use thin to describe myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you weren't the sort of, um, hey everyone, let's go back to Diane's. No, oh God, no. I was very happy on my own. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I'd have a couple of close friends, but I was never like a, a member of a gang or anything. You know, I was always, uh, I was ha happy to spend time on my own. Yeah. God, I sound really lonely, don't I? <laughs> like a little old lady spending time on her own. Nana child. Nana child. The lonely children, or the ones who feel a bit other, or yeah, they tend to be outliers in a way. So yeah. I have this theory that they're the ones who tend to go into the gravitate into the arts or they or creative industries. Mm. Yeah, because when I used to mention that I, I'd want to be an actress, that people say, "Oh, you're not, you're not outgoing enough. You're not gregarious. You're not really." You know, you, you always expect the precocious ones to be sort of going into that profession. But it's I think they become quiet. bad actors is what they become. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They do become actors, but terrible ones. Yeah. The noisy oh, ones. Oh, that's what I read in your book. Oh, am I allowed to talk about your book? What if I spoil things for no. people? Let everyone that, dies that in it I, and I get I a dog. I read uh, last night and I went, oh, no. What was it? That you... Um, you were like about you'd either got the part or you're about oh, yeah. to be given these amazing roles and you found out that uh you didn't get it last minute and you found out why and your mum had turned it down <laughs> and they were like huge it was with the meryl street and, and I remember I was thinking, how she ever daughter. got over that <laughs> it was hard 
I think my mum's reasoning was partly... Um, she didn't want your sister to feel bad <laughs> for not getting I, mean, I think it was partly that. But I, you know, listen, I'm not going to lie. I think it was also that she was an actress and, you know... She wanted it to be Yeah, hers. I think it would be weird if you thought... It's a bit like those people that go along to those X Factor auditions and say yeah. to their mate, oh, will you come with me? Yeah. Give me a hand. And they say, well, actually, we'd like your friend to oh, God, be taken yeah. through and not you. Yeah. But, but honestly, Diane, it's interesting because I think having met you, you don't strike me as very needy. No. You don't strike me as someone who walks into a room and is love me, look at me, give me attention. Mm. And I think those people are much more suited to Magicians. performing. <laughs> no, but I do. Whereas I think needy people that are a bit damaged, it's a, it's a dangerous profession to go into. It really is. And there's a lot of them, especially stand-ups. Look at this one. Oh look, what's that then? That's a Shih Tzu, I think. Oh look. Hello, is that a Shih Tzu? <laughs> Hello, gorgeous. It's spotted the pugs. What a beautiful oh, dog. Are they going to make friends? It's not sure, is it? I mean, it's oh, like wow. we're in Crow. Look, this beautiful white <laughs> Shih Tzu. <laughs> it's run off. And then we here we are dragging the two Jabba the Hutts with us. <laughs> oh. It sounds like possibly. You were just quietly probably thinking, right, one day I'm going to... It was acting you wanted to do, wasn't it? Rather than yeah, comedy? Yeah, well, comedy. Or... It was comedy, but I didn't have any kind of specific ideas about how or what I would do. Yeah. I was just always obsessed with watching comedy. My dad would sit, literally sit me down and say, this is Hancock's half hour, watch this, this is funny. So I'd watch it and I'd think, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And I was like six years old and I, I, I thought this was the the funniest person yeah just because he was so miserable I'd never seen anything like that on TV yeah <laughs> how uh, lovely that, and was that your thing with your dad in a way that you shared yeah, that how yeah, lovely yeah and uh, I watched a lot of like Lauren Hardy because that was always on during the day when I was growing up yeah, me too, and Harold Lloyd yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, Harold Lloyd, yeah. Oh, I used to love Harold Lloyd. Oh, he was great. Didn't he blow a few of his fingers off? In real life? Yeah, when he was um, filming something. I found out my dad interviewed him recently. What? I know. I was like, what? That's so oh weird. Oh, my God. It must so have been, I guess he died he must in, have been the in the 60s. In his 80s or something. Yeah, I think so, but let's That's go here, incredible. Diane. But, um, oh, I thought this was uh, something terrible. They're just pine cones. <laughs> Did you think it was poo? Yeah. Should we go here? Yeah. You see, this was a better choice, wasn't it? Oh, no, I'm no, gonna... don't go under the chair. No, go here, boys. Come on. I'm going to bring that water over to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, they're oh, sharing Oh, look, they the wanted bowl. a nice drink. Good boys. Lie down. Good boys. Oh, God, aren't they lovely? They're so sweet. Their heads are like little velvet cricket balls, aren't they? Little tails. Oh, oh, they're so soft. Oh, no. oh God, they break my heart. Look at them. I worry the way you're talking about these pugs is how men talk about me after a day. <laughs> what? Oh, it's having some water. Oh, they break you my know, heart. I've never wanted kids ever. No, I don't either. Really? Mm. Yeah. But the way I feel about dogs now is like you know when you get women get really broody. It's yeah. the same. I understand that totally. Well, it's funny because someone said to me once, that, uh, <laughs> someone asked me with my dog whether I thought it was a child substitute. Yeah. And I asked my therapist that, and I loved his response. He went, 
yeah, probably, that's all right. Wow. <laughs> and I thought, but it's true, it's almost like seen as, he wasn't suggesting, oh, you're so, you know, you desperately want kids and this is, he was just saying, it's instead of a child, mm. it's something that you want to pour love into and whatever mm. that happens to be, that's yeah. okay, it's your choice, yeah. you know. But they're so full of joy, aren't they? And grateful for the smallest thing. Um, so tell me, so when you were growing up, Brian, mm. so you, when did you know you were funny? Were you, did you make people laugh a lot? Yeah, but I was, um, I'd always sort of whisper things to people, you know, and then they'd say it out loud and get credit for it. <laughs> that happened for a long time. And then I'd, I'd spend a lot of time in my, in my bedroom, sort of trying to write things and trying to, copy people that I liked, you know. Victoria and Wood was a real heroine of yours, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she was. And, and Julie Walters, people like, oh, look, he's licking the lead. But then I met Victoria Wood and I didn't have like, a very nice experience. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, you know, my friend Maxine's doing dinner ladies. Is that Maxine Peake? Peak, yeah. Uh, Maxine said, oh, come over, I'll introduce you to her. And I was just like, this is like meeting God. Yeah. So she dragged me over and I did one of those sort of embarrassing, oh my God, I think you're amazing. I've always been a big fan. And she just looked at me, looked me up and down and just turned away. And I was absolutely, I could have died. I could have died. I was so upset. You know, she may as well have spat in my face. (laughs) (laughs) It was so awful. I was so upset. Just because she meant so much, you know. Yeah. To me and Mac- Maxine growing up, we used to read the sketches out. Did you say that to Maxine afterwards? Did you say, oh, I was really gutted? Well, Maxine, Maxine sort of knew what Victoria Wood was like. I mean, I think she was sort of used to her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... Did you do okay at school? Like, did you... Yeah, I did all right. Academically. I did I can okay. I quite studious. I wasn't, I wasn't clever. No. I wasn't like a... I was good at the things you don't need to be good at, like art and drama yeah. and CDT. CDT, D and C. Did you have that? I didn't do that. Woodwork. Oh, really? They used to call it woodwork, but now they call it CDT, D and C. <laughs> Craft, design and technology, design oh, yes, and communication. My school was very old fashioned. It was just opposite here, in fact. Oh, really? So we did needlework, which <laughs> is common useful. Oh, I just want to squeeze them until their eyeballs pop out, don't you? Oh! <laughs> but apparently that can happen with pugs. Have you heard of that? Yeah, they you get squeeze detached them? retinas. Oh, Christ. Can you imagine that, walking around with a pug with an eye on its cheekbone? <laughs> but you, you, then you're meant to put them back in yourself, aren't you? Oh, God. Oh. No, I'm not doing that. I'm oh, fascinated. I, I just read the phone call to Jonathan saying the walk went well. Yeah, um, yeah. We've got. I've got an Don't eye in my hand. <laughs> what do I? I'll just bring it back. Pack it in ice and bring it back. I take him to Moorfield Eye Hospital. Yeah. I don't. Only, only the best. So tell me, yeah. So then you auditioned for drama school, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Several times. It took me about three years to get in. Really? <laughs> yeah. And Maxine. I wonder why that was. Do you think you lacked confidence? Yeah, I think or? I was so eager. Right. I mean, I was sh- I'm pretty sure I was shit uh, for the first couple of years, you know. And then I was so desperate to get in. I thought, if, this, if I don't get in, my life is over. You know, when you're like an X Factor sort of contestant, I was like that. And then by the third year, I said, if I don't get in, 
I'm going to do something else. I'm going to I'm going to take a different route. Right. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to try drawing school. And then the minute I gave up, yeah, that's it. So happens, doesn't it? When the minute you release that that tension, yeah. Well, people smell fear. Yeah, they do. If and if you look like you don't care that it's much, relationships. It's a it's a sort of sad rule exactly, of life. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. It's jobs. It's you know. Yeah. And um, what were that you? I love your weird jobs, as I call it. Diane's oh weird jobs that you did. Weird, how do you know about the weird jobs? I know your weird You've jobs. Because really it really makes research. me laugh. Whenever I've read an interview, I thought, I love these weird. What were your weird jobs? So you worked in the chippy? Yeah, La Chippery. <laughs> in Bolton. They kept the spuds in a bath. La Chippery. La Chippery. As if it was sophisticated. <laughs> Didn't last that long. But I've had so many jobs you would not believe. What were the it. other ones? Worming tablet factory is always a favourite. Packing worming tablets. Oh, and I just had to count the packets. But you have to do it so fast that the plastic from the packets would cut, give you sort of paper cuts oh. in your fingers. And the glue from the packets would go into the cuts. <laughs> so by the end of the day, you, everyone had massive swollen <laughs> hands. And they'd all be stood at the bus stop with these massive swollen hands. It was awful. Also, it's horrible. It's like sign of the beast. It marked you out yeah. as working in the worm. Yeah. And what was the other one? You, you worked in telesales as well. Yeah, I did a lot of telesales. Um, that was soul destroying. Was it? Yeah. But I think it's good though. The people you meet, you meet a lot of oddballs, and you you see, it makes you realise that that you know the awful jobs that people have to deal with, <laughs> and how important it is to to yeah. have. Entertainment, God, that sounds so. But it yeah, is, isn't it? You, you really need. When I look back on the jobs, yeah, because we didn't, we didn't have money. We were the poor kids at yeah. the rich girls' school, so yeah. there was a certain amount of shame. And I would always be having to sort of work in the holidays when they were going skiing, oh. and I'd be really ashamed because I'd be in our price, and I'd think, well, I hope they don't come I in and see price. me. <laughs> I got price. I worked in Clinton Cards once when Tony Blair's New Deal came in. <laughs> I had to work in Clinton Cards because of that asshole, and I didn't fit in at all. So tell me, so when you got into drama school, it was East 15 you went to, did yeah. you have that, did you sort of jump punch the air for joy and you were so happy? Yeah, I was so happy, absolutely overjoyed. And I'm, I'm sure I learnt things, <laughs> but I'm not sure it was absolutely worth the money. I probably learnt more doing stand-up. You know. Actually doing it out on the road, you mean? Yeah. Then uh, I mean, they, you know, they can only give you techniques. Right. They can't teach you how to act. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but you only learn by doing, don't you? And uh, yeah. And so there's certain things that, that that certain people that have a big effect on you. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Oh, that's nice. People are very friendly, aren't they? Very friendly. It's like he used to present a chat show. Maybe it's like Michael Parkinson or something. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Everything is a stage. Yeah. That's what my parents were like. <laughs> you couldn't just walk into a restaurant. Hello there, everybody. Fantastic. We're here. It sounds great, though. <laughs> no, but I used to think sometimes. I remember saying to my dad, I went, everyone can hear you all the time. Because it was just never. When you talk about your childhood, mm. I imagine. I don't know, imagine it was normal and there were periods mm. where you'd be silent maybe or yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was quite quiet. We were quite a quiet family. Happy, was it? Would quiet. you show emotion? Would you have no. arguments and No, cry? I had to introduce the hug to my parents when I came back from drama school <laughs> and uh, I 
I knew I had to do this because it was weird to just come home and go, all right, and not hug them. So the first time I did it, it felt really weird and they looked startled. <laughs> but then after a while, we all thought, yeah, this is, this is normal, isn't it? I, you know, and they appreciated me introducing it. Really? Mm. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, but yeah, it was just one of those sort of working class families that didn't, you know, weren't very emotional and very... They, well, they were emotional, but they show it in different ways. I quite like those sort of families. Just because I think you learn how to contain your emotions and have some self-control, you know. Yeah. We're probably at the extreme ends. Mine was sort of yeah. histrionic meltdown, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, everything felt like a Chekhov play, you know. Every day was like. Whereas, so I look at your family and think, God, that's that feels more healthy to me, if I'm honest. Yeah, but I look at yours and think, oh, that sounds so sort of freeing and lovely and exciting and. I heard we're that probably the middle ground, somewhere between yours and mine was probably the ideal childhood. Yeah. Um, so mm. tell me, after drama school, you started doing stand-up. Did you write mm. a show and did you just think, right, I want to... No, I was, um, I was doing telly sales and uh, hating it. And my boss kept saying to me, oh, you should do stand-up. Because I'd say things occasionally and he'd think they were funny, so he'd say, you should do stand-up. Oh, look. Ah, is the one pug... Yeah, it's having a lick. Ah, this happens sometimes. It stopped, it's all right. They so, lick uh, each other. They lick each other's bits and bobs. <laughs> got excited. Yeah, so, uh, so 30 was looming and I thought, I've really got to do something with my life. So... Uh, I thought I might give stand-up a go. Well, I really appreciate that you stifled that sneeze. <laughs> Very well mannered girl. Um, yeah. Oh, look, it's got its foot on my boot. Oh. Yeah, so then I did stand-up and it went all right. Did I did it? a little course. I did one of those stand-up courses, <laughs> embarrassingly. And, um, yeah, you did one. Which one did you do? I've heard I of it. It's quite a well-known uh, one. Uh, Logan yeah. Murray's. Yeah, um, that's well-known, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, in Camden. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, and then I very quickly started earning a living from stand-up, and I did could you? not yeah. believe that I'd have the whole day free, Yeah. <laughs> do 20 minutes in the evening, and earn more in a day than I did all week doing telly sales. But why didn't I do this before? <laughs> Were so you I nervous did that. though, Diane? Yes, always. Were you? Yeah, only towards the end. I did it for nearly 10 years. And towards the end, I, I didn't feel anything. Really? <laughs> no. If it went well, I didn't feel anything. If it went badly, I didn't feel anything. I'd just sort of had enough, I think. How did you deal with... Because I always think comics, stand-ups are different to most people in that they're able to sort of um, move on from sh or process shame quicker than everyone else so because you know most people as you know people have anxiety dreams about yeah. being on a stage yeah. I suppose it's not literally naked but you know in some senses you feel naked don't mm. you when you're and people not laughing or being heckled yeah. and to get through that and then throw yourself into it the next day it's almost like I think it's the same genetic makeup that maybe a foreign correspondent has. That you're like, right, I want to throw myself into this high adrenaline situation. <laughs> and that's quite unusual, I think. Yeah, I mean, 
I suppose I just thought it was better than telesales. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really analysing it that deeply. <laughs> I just thought, this is great. Yes, I feel physically sick for 20 minutes. Do you? But, yeah. you know, I'm not bored for a whole week. So it's worth the pain. It was worth I'm, the yeah. pain for 20 minutes. They could have thrown rotten eggs at me and I would have been happy as Larry, <laughs> you know. Because I'd had such a, you know, an Did awful you? time with jobs. Did you, and I suppose, again, I remember talking to Lee Mack about this when I did the podcast, and mm. he was saying, he was sort of saying to me, you're from a middle-class family that was in the arts, and I think probably for someone like you, you'd probably overthink it, because you'd think, oh, what if so-and-so sees, or so-and-so sees, he says, whereas he said, you know, for me, he said, I just felt, well, this is great. Mm. It felt really jammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when I started getting TV stuff, I couldn't believe it. I just really? felt, and, and even now I feel so grateful to have a job and, and that you shouldn't be moaning if you hadn't been offered a cup of tea in 20 minutes because it's such a, you know, it's such an honour. But that helps, I think, because you've worked in the worming factory. Exactly, do, it do does, it really does. Yeah. It's made me appreciate what I have now. So after you... The acting thing started, I mean, everyone obviously associates you very much with Philomena Clark yeah. and Weekly Wipe in terms of thinking, you, be, you becoming a very familiar face. Yeah. But you've done stuff before that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but that was the thing, I suppose, that, that made the huge difference. Yeah. Getting that, uh, getting uh, Philomena Conk. It changed everything, literally everything in my life. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I met my partner, Ben because he wrote on it and, uh, and I what met was that? Him. How did you, so did you like him when you met him? And they yeah, were, well, immediately, nice. immediately felt like uh, at home with him and, mm. and just felt like uh, what a lovely person. This is exactly the sort of person that I'd like to be with. Did you know he was interested or were you? No, I had no idea, no. No, I just thought he'd kept come over and chatted to me because he was a nice person and I'm sure he did but I know now that you he thought he viewed plans. you like we view the park <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um no I, I so so I got that out of it I, you and know because I'd never have met him if it wouldn't have been for Conk and I'm 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 so grateful to like Charlie Brocker as well because he like changed he yeah it's interesting but I think you probably I can see how you and Charlie Brooker, that seems such a great fit. Because I well, when I got, always loved his work, was, you know, really big fan. Yeah. And then my agent rang up and said, there's this part, it's like a female Barry Shippies. And they said, do you know this character, Barry Shippies? And I was like, know it? Uh, of course I do. Oh yeah. my God, yes. Which was a regular on um, Weekly White. Yeah. Where sort of, and Philomena Cunt was kind of, um, I said, I think I said clunk earlier, but it's cunk. Yeah, it's filling me with cunk, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. But, but um, it, it was very clear to me when I saw that, that it was a real collaborative effort, because I can see there's obviously some improv, because there has to be, because mm. you're in, and it's, but what I was fascinated here was that she was meant to be Yeah, she was meant posh. to be quite posh, yeah. So I went in doing my best posh, and... Uh, can I hear it, how your posh would be? No. Oh, please. And I'm worried it's going to sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that. I'm sure there's is a Is she tape. a bit like me? There's probably a bit of tape out there that I can't even remember what I did. It was a very annoying sort of posh. It wasn't nice posh like yours. The character that Diane created is essentially, it's the sort of um, 
I like to think of it as it represents the dumbing down of documentaries. I know that's not. I know it was just funny, and that's why you're doing it. But it, I, it amuses me because I might have to lift this plug and put it on my lap. Yeah, shall we? I'm going to put mine on the lap as well. I feel like they'll you be happier. Lap, lap. There you go. You I'll go lap, lap, lap. Come on. Oh, mine's. I've got the fat one. No, I'm going to put them on the floor. I can't do it. Hello. She comes out. She interviews people, doesn't she, and comes out with slightly absurd. Well, I love doing that. I love sort of trapping people into dead ends. <laughs> and making them agree to ridiculous things. It's my favourite thing in the world. Did you feel, because she shares that with, it's the sort of Sasha Baron Cohen LEG thing as well, where she'll ask ridiculous questions. How much of the time were people aware, did they cotton on that you were a character? I don't know. In the early days, I, I honestly don't know how much they were told. Mm. So we had to get them to sign something. But I think, honestly, no one knew the character then. And I think... They might have known that it was a comedy show, but probably didn't know what was going to happen or what it was going to be like. Yeah. And I made an effort not to come out yeah. uh, as myself and introduce myself. I'd just do the interview. I say it's conk, it's basically me. <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, I just remember watching what there was a Shakespeare one, and I, I don't think I've ever laughed that much. It was just <laughs> as soon as it started, it said, and he lived in Stratford and a... And I thought... <laughs> It was just, it made me laugh so much. I thought, okay, I found my perfect thing now because it was, everything was just, just that bit wrong. Yeah. It wasn't That's sort what of, I like. It's yeah. just slightly wrong. And I don't know what it is about putting it in a Bolton accent as well. It makes it sound even more ridiculous. Because she's sort of trying, but not well enough. It's so brilliant. Mm. And everyone, I mean, you know, you can, you can watch it if you haven't, but it's, um, it's one of the most brilliant comic creations. And I'm so glad you decided to stick with the... Um, that showed confidence, though, that given that Charlie Brooker wanted it to be... had intended for it to be a, a sort of posh or middle-class woman, hence the name, I guess, Philomena. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. did, was it you? Did you say, actually... Yeah, I did. I, I remember trying it. I was... Because I, I really wanted this part because I loved Charlie Brooker stuff. And I thought, I know the tone. I know how this should be done. Yeah. And I, and I practised it in my own accent as well and thought it's much funnier. I think it's funnier in my yeah, own accent. Yeah. So I just sort of um, got the courage to say, can I can I do it again, but can I do it, just do it in my own accent? And then we sort of like, oh, okay, go on then. And right. I did it and I didn't know how it had gone, you know. But um, yeah, I think it just worked, it just. I think what's interesting about that though is I think that's one of the benefits of that all happening for you when you're not 22. Because mm, I wonder if you'd have had the confidence. Yeah, to I probably have said that. wouldn't have said that at 22. Yeah. I would have just shuffled off. And, and gone the home. creation wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously since then, that just meant everything started, I guess, doors started opening after that, yeah. did they? Yeah, yeah, it really. Um, people took a bit more notice. It was really nice. I started getting bits and bobs. And, I like uh, the So Diane, bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. You're in Afterlife with Ricky Gervais, which is still on Netflix, I think. I think the second, are you... Um, in the second yeah. series, yes. Yeah. So are you shooting God. that? Are you going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cut me out. <laughs> that would have been awkward. 
Yeah. So do you start shooting that soon? Very soon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's I, been uh, hugely successful, hasn't so it? So successful. But I think it, it. I think it was sort of needed, wasn't it? Something. I think it's comforting for people because there's nothing's been done about grief, and uh, apart from your book. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> and. Um, but uh, it, it, I think pe hopefully people do find it comforting, in a way. People are scared of it, though. We were talking. Terrified. In, in yeah. fact, I'm going to say when we met at a party, I, I don't know. I really liked it because within because you were telling me. I know your dad passed away, yeah. and you mentioned it, and it was really interesting that we just you know normally you do that small talk thing with people you don't know yeah. and yeah, it's like a shortcut, isn't it? Yeah, we just went straight into like yeah. Yeah. grief. Yeah, and how it makes you feel and uh, yeah, and I found I think that's um that conversation that you have around it mm. where you feel you want to talk about it well I do anyway yeah but you feel like you can only talk to people who understand who have gone yeah. through the same thing because if you haven't you can never quite understand it because it's surreal it's a surreal feeling and it takes you a long time to to get used to the idea and you get angry and you get sad and uh, did your dad die suddenly well, kind of, over two years, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but it was sort of very fast at the end. And I, and I still wasn't sort of... Um, I still didn't really believe that he would go. Mm. You know, you never... It's, it's so odd, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to... Because I haven't got to that bit in the book yet, so I'm reluctant to ask you what happened. But um, it was... It's the it just feels it's not it doesn't matter you can know in your head that someone's going to die yeah but it, but the moment when they cease to be here yeah there's no preparation for that yeah yeah so I, I, I wanted to talk about it but there was only certain people I felt that I could talk about it to yeah. and um, some friends get it don't they and some, yeah some are just not ready because they, they don't think it's going to happen to them. Do you know, you get that feeling from some people that they're like, well, I oh said my to God, you that's terrible. <coughs> and like, I feel like I want to say, you know this is going to happen to you too, don't you? No, well, I said, that's what, I think I said to you on an email, I said, yeah, I just used to say, people say, I'm so lucky my parents are still alive. That's and I said, yeah, but I'm Christmas future. I'm sorry, <laughs> you have to get your head around the fact this is going to happen. I'm not saying I want you to go around, yeah. but it's some... Um, but you can't. You can never prepare yourself, though. There's nothing you can do to sort of no. prepare yourself. Do you think you're different since you've lost your dad? Yeah. Well, well, I sort of immediately afterwards, I had this weird thing where even like the way I sat and the way I sort of moved my hands and stuff, I could see my dad in it. I thought, oh my God, this is exactly how I felt like him. I felt like he'd sort of gone into me. <laughs> I know that sounds so weird, but I was, I'd sit down and think this is exactly how my dad sat. Yeah. That's exactly how my dad would move his hand. It was like, it was like I'd look in the mirror and I'd see his face. Yeah, yeah. It, more than I did when he was alive. Yeah. So odd. No, I, t I understand that. I think that's, um, because it is your sort of, it's that legacy thing, isn't it? Well, I would see that with my sister. I would suddenly hear my voice and think, God, I sound so like yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But did you, you didn't see that as much when she was alive? No. 
I couldn't ever see any similarities. It's funny, isn't it? And I would suddenly look and I'd think, oh, our eyebrows are similar. Like I'd look at pictures of that. (laughs) Which is nice because you're searching for those connections and those genetic connections, Mm. I guess. It's like, you know. Um, And you're not that long out of it. No. Actually, it's only. It's only been about three months. Yeah. Mm. Do people say you're brave, you're doing well? I find no, they've stopped now because... Um, <laughs> I told them to shut up. <laughs> I, I've, uh, I put on such a sort of act, a brave face when I go out. You sort of overcompensate because you don't no, want people that. to feel awkward. So you sort of, you put on a bit of a show and they think, oh, she's fine now. Yeah. She's absolutely fine. But you're not. You're, no. You're not. You're very much not. It's all under the surface, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it could come out at any time. I find that certain bits of music, I went somewhere and some music came on. All of a sudden, I was just in floods of tears. I do that time. Oh, my God. Music, I think, is the worst thing. Music is... I was doing... You know, I do the radio show with Frank Skinner. Yeah. And I can remember... It must have been the first Christmas after my sister... First is a, a nightmare. Mm. You know, it's just that hard thing, the first birthday, the first... Yeah, you know. yeah. And I can remember I was doing the radio show and they just played the Paul McCartney song, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. I didn't even like that song. Yeah, yeah. I never had... And I burst into tears. Mm. I mean, luckily it was during a break, so I could go I mean, I loop. feel like crying during that song, anyway. <laughs> 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 to be fair. But you know what? I think suddenly I had a slightly, some very pretentious, Proustian connection. Something happened. Yeah. I was reminded of being 11 yeah. and being with my yeah. sister or whatever. It takes you back, doesn't yeah. it, music? Yeah. Yeah. And you, I don't know what the song you listened to, and but it was probably similar. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was probably something by John Lennon. Oh, yeah. Uh, which he'd always play, you know. And it's like, fuck me. <laughs> it's like... Jesus. I know. I recommend you don't listen to... Do you know the Paul McCartney song which he wrote about John Lennon, If You Were Here? Oh, God. That and then I'm going to cry now. In absolute bits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've been let off. Oh, why has he been let off? What's happened? Oh. Look, will you grab him? Oh, Charlie. <laughs> How did he do that? What? Come on. You need to put his thing back on. He must have slipped through. Come on. Got you. So I want to talk to you as well about... Um, yeah some of your other work that you've been doing. We should just say we just had a small break there because Diane needed to go to the toilet and she left me with the pugs. That sounds a bit resentful, but one of the pugs got liberated from his harness. So I I also want to mention Phoenix Nights was how you... You worked with Peter Kay, didn't you? And how yeah, did you got in touch with him? Yeah, um, I think... Well, the weird thing is Maxine... Peak, was is, Maxine yeah. Peak was working at a, a swimming pool with um, Paddy McGuinness. Yeah. They were like lifeguards. <laughs> this is absolutely true. <laughs> so they, obviously, they knew, they knew Peter Kay. And um, Maxine kept saying to me, you should write to him, write to him and, uh, and ask him for a job. <laughs> so I did. I sent my, uh, my photo to him and a letter saying, please... If you're going to do anything, can, mm. you, can I be in it? I'm from Bolton, you know. So then when he, he uh, was doing um, the second series of Phoenix Nights, he got me in it. A tiny little part, but I was over the moon, you know. Yeah. And it's such a great show. How amazing, though. Yeah. Oh, nice to him to remember, though. Yeah. 
But you never forget things like that. You don't. Do you? you don't. Because I've had some amazing um, people, like Ken Campbell. Do you know Ken? You must know Ken Campbell. He's sort of visionary. He's eccentric. Yeah. So, did you work with him? You met him in a in yeah in a bookshop. <laughs> yeah, he just came up to me and asked me if I was an actress, and then would do I want a job? I think I was wearing a weird woolly hat at the time. That probably drew him in. I think. <laughs> And uh, so he was doing the warp, not the first warp. The first yeah, warp yeah, he did yeah. was in the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, wasn't yeah. the one. <laughs> you look um, very good on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think his, his daughter Daisy had been directing it, it, but then yeah. she was pregnant, was about yeah. to give birth, so they brought Ken in. So I, I was suddenly uh, drawn in to do this, um, this thing with Ken Campbell. But I, I feel like I learnt a lot from him. That it's more important to sort of entertain than be believable. You know, Do you think so? Absolutely. <laughs> All anyone wants is to forget how awful life is. Isn't that true? Just for a split second, forget that we're all hurtling towards the grave. <laughs> and just, you know, cheer people up just for a fucking shitting second. <laughs> I think that's why I always like Hancock. Because it was like he understood how awful life was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, is, it just makes you able to cope better <laughs> if you see other people having an awful time as well and, and making you laugh. It's the only way you can um, get through things. This has got very serious, hasn't it? <laughs> I wasn't expecting this at all. It's just like in the psychiatrist chair. I know, I quite like it. Yeah. It's because I'm quite into my therapy. Yeah, it's because oh I right. have therapy. That's why it is. Yeah, yeah. I've never, never. Have you not had, had it? No, but apparently a lot of like kids have therapy now, don't they? They're all in therapy. Well, I only did it after loss because I just found it helpful. Mm. But it does mean I am terrible, Diane, because I go around saying, "Oh, I know why that's because of that." Oh, and really? Yeah. yeah. And then, and you do have to be careful that you don't become too analytical <laughs> yeah. all the time. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about. Motherland and how that happened because I love that show and I think it's brilliant and how Motherland happened yeah like because you um, did they approach you initially about it and say yeah I think they'd seen loads of people for the part of Liz yeah <laughs> and then they thought oh might as well give Diane Morgan a go because I'm running out of ideas here literally I think that was what happened That's they were really like I can't find anyone to play this part so then, then I, was, I was on holiday in Dubai, weirdly. So I had to do a self-tape in a hotel room and, uh, and sent it off. It took ages to upload it. And I was thinking, oh, this is taking too long. I might as well just sack this off and go to the beach, forget about it. I'm not going to get the part anyway. But then it suddenly uploaded, sent it off. Yeah. And then the next <clears> thing I knew, I'd got it. And I could not believe it. Couldn't yeah. believe it. I was overjoyed. It was such a great part. And, and it's the same sort of thing with afterlife. Yeah. Like there was a real need for afterlife. And I think there was a real need for motherland as well, because I had so many women running up to me in the street mm. saying, oh, my God, I'm so glad that someone's done something about He's what mother. motherhood is actually like and how terrible it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know? they're always showing these shows where there's perfect mothers or or yeah, they're struggling yeah. with kids but not in a in a really angsty way well it's that thing of um i mean i don't i always say i forgot to have kids but <laughs> i always 
think that. I, I always think, you know, there's a lot of pressure and you sometimes feel, I have felt a bit from a few people, like, oh, don't you think it's sad? You'll never know what it's like, mm. some people have said to me. I don't have that at all. Do people ever say that to you? No, they don't. I think they always assume I don't have kids. <laughs> I think it's sort of oozing out of every pore that I don't have kids. I don't know why. <laughs> but I, I don't, for, for a fleeting yeah. second, if I went to the doctor now and they said, oh, actually, you, you, your eggs are rotten, or, you know, I don't know, you're dry as a bone, then uh, I, I'd be fine. I wouldn't think, oh, I wish I'd had kids, or now there's, the opportunity's gone. I'd be like, yeah, all right, fine. I like the idea of the rotten eggs. <laughs> rotten eggs. Yeah. Well, I went, I did go to the doctor when I was about 37. Did you? About something, there is more to this story, Annick. All right. But, <laughs> I, I, and it was about something entirely unrelated. And she said, I noticed you don't have children. I said, well, you better hurry up. I mean, I've- oh My God, is that what she said? Yeah. She said, the amount of women I get in here desperate, I'm just saying. And I Yeah, there, there was a lot of that sort of, uh, when you get to the late thirties, people saying like, um, Oh, you need to get a move on, you know. <laughs> Why? Why <laughs> feels I am. I like it when people say, who's going to look after you when you're old? Yeah, yeah that's not awful. Like, you've had them as slaves. You're breeding a you're breeding a gang of slaves to take care of you. Breeding carers. Isn't that awful? I'd rather I was just eaten by my own pugs. They'll have, like, uh, robot carers, won't they, by the time we're... Oh, is that what that we'll age? get? Yeah. We'll get some... Uh, Japanese machine wheeling up to us. I thought you were going to say Japanese man. I'd get Could be there. a little Japanese man, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the pugs, Diane? I want them. Do you? Yeah. Oh, oh what sort of dog is that? Do funny. you think you will get a dog, Diane? Yes. I really but, want to. Oh, the pugs. Pugs, what's oh. happening? Oh, that's a big dog, isn't it? Hello. It's so rainy. <laughs> The pugs have reacted quite strongly to the other dog. And do you know why I think that is? Why? Because they spend a lot of time with their Come pack. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the pug's running off with the chair on his back. Oh, God. These pugs. Oh, God. Sorry, Diane. I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Come on. I know. Oh. Right, we're going to get in the car now, Diane. Okay. This is going to be quite something. Here we go. So, I don't know if you can hear anything. Are you all right back there, Diane? Yep, I'm, I'm fine. I'm coping. I've got some little treats for them. Oh, that's nice. I got them some jumbones from co-op. Oh, do you know they'll love that? Do you want these? Do you think this will quiet them down? Oh, look at them. They're so happy. Oh, what's this? What are they eating? Ooh. That's for you. Oh. oh, look. I want you to get a dog. I think you should. I know, but um, Don't you? I think it has to be a pug. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, you need to meet my dog, Raymond. I think you'd really get along with him. I'd love to meet Raymond. I like the fact that you live in... 
central London. Yeah. You live in one of those places, it's a bit like Oscar Wilde or something. Bloomsbury. Yeah, it's like, where do you live? Bloomsbury, you never driver. Think that I lived in Bloomsbury, <laughs> would you? <laughs> but that's brilliant. How do, why do you live in Bloomsbury? It's well, because Ben lived in Bloomsbury. Oh, that's Mrs. So Mr. I fell Diane. on my feet, you see. That's Mr. Diane, yes. as I call him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, does Mr. Diane want a dog? No, Aww. he very much doesn't want a dog. So what are we going to do? Just have a dog anyway <laughs> and hope that he grows to love it. <laughs> but I have to have a dog. I just know that it'll make me so happy. I think it will. Yeah. Well, there's something about waking up and you just think, you see their stupid faces? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it just makes, it fills me with such joy. And and uh, a pug, look at a pug's face. Imagine that coming round the door. <laughs> How could you not be happy seeing that? Right, so I'm going to drop these pugs back. Oh, they're calming down now. Look, they're quieter now. Now they start to calm down. <laughs> when they're almost home. Come now. on. Would you let dogs on the bed, Diane? Yep. Would you? I do. I think I would. I think I'd be too soft to tell them not to. I just feel it's cruel when people make them sleep on the kitchen floor. Yeah. I think I've got fur in my eye. Oh, I'm... <laughs> They're both trying to sit on my lap now. That will happen with the pugs. They're a bit wary at first, but now they're all over me. <laughs> oh, they're lovely and warm. Are they warm? Yeah, like little hot water bottles. <laughs> oh. Has it put you off having dogs or no, has it, it made hasn't. you want them? It hasn't made me want them more. Has it? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, Charlie, will you take a picture of Diane with the pugs? Oh my God, Diane, how brilliant is that? <laughs> That's great. Look at his little face. You look so glamorous. You've got to show, you've got to send me those. Do you know, oh. you look so gorgeous. Oh. You know, every time... I think it's... everyone looks good next to a pug. That's part of the advantage, isn't it? It's the comparison that makes you look amazing. That's why I need... My, my dog's too good looking. Yeah, you need I'm to coming get... out of this bad. I need to get a pug, no You need offense. to get a really ugly dog. Right, let's oh. ring Jonathan on the way before we drop you home and just tell him we're just coming to an end. Hello. Jonathan, we're in the car. We're just about to drop the pugs home. I'm with Diane, and she has just said, I think I'm going to get a pug because they're so ugly they make you look better. What do you yeah, say well, to that? Some, I think there's some truth in that. I think... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's a noble reason for getting a particular oh. thing, but, you know... Diane, what did you think of the pugs? I love them. I want them. Please give me your pugs. Well, I mean, if you keep them together as a pair, we think about it. But, I mean, they are... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know whether I'd inflict them on someone's relative, because they are... Did you did you get to see the boy-on-boy, brother-on-brother no, action? No, I haven't seen that, but I've heard about it. Yeah, you see, that's the thing. That, I mean, because... Uh, even when Jane begins to warm to them a little bit and then one of them will lick the other one's bollocks. Right? <laughs> like, oh, oh, dirty, dirty little <laughs> But you didn't train them. You know what? They, I, I communicate. They understand me, I understand them. That's why they call me the pug whisperer. Right? 
Well, Jonathan, thank you, Gord. I really it's appreciate it. We yeah, were, thank you. I look forward to hearing it as well. Oh, you'll hear it. Well, all you'll hear is them going. Ah, ah, ah. I'm calling it. I'm calling it the podcast this week. Yeah, instead. Well, very good, very good. There you go. It's a new way forward. Okay, so where do I send the invoice? How much? How much um, do you do you think you would charge for an hour? How much do they charge by the hour essentially? Eight euros. <laughs> <laughs> for the pair. Oh. Yeah, that's 16 euros, Johnny. Right? Okay. All right, doll, I'm dropping them right. back now. Love you. Thanks, See you soon. Jonathan. Bye. 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 Oh, this one's really enjoying its pollen. Right, we'll drop them off. Look at all these people braving the rain. That's the only thing, Diane, is the walking. Yeah. How would you feel about that? Walking? Walking dogs? Yeah, doing the walk. Yeah. Would you be all right with that? Happy as Larry. You strike me as quite an outdoorsy yeah, type. Yeah, well, I'm not outdoorsy. I wouldn't go that far. But, um, you know, I go outside, I do walk. <laughs> Why not do it with a pug? <laughs> do you want to prepare to say your goodbyes? Oh, bye, uh, I forgot what they're called. Um, <laughs> Piglet and Impy. <laughs> well, I really loved our walk and I really loved chatting to you. And I'm, I'm glad my friend stole you off, um, Connie. I'm sorry, but... I've, no, well, I drew you in with the power of my mind. <laughs> So it's fair enough. Oh, I'm going to miss you too. Oh, Pugs. Look at their little faces. Go on, Pugs. Say goodbye to your little friend. Here we go. Oh, oh, Pugs. We're home now. Thank you, Diane. Thank you. Bye-bye, Diane. Thank you for this wonderful experience. Say goodbye to the Pugs, Diane. Bye. Bye, Pugs. I really hope you enjoyed listening to that and do remember to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes.